Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet and I will be reading for you today. The first day of this new week, we have Sunday the 18th of February or the 9th of Adar Echad or 1 on the Hebrew calendar. We have a new parasha this week and it is called Tetzaveh and that means you shall command. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Exodus or Shemot chapter 27 verse 20 through chapter 28 and verse 12. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in thanking and blessing the Lord for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's start in Exodus 27. Also, you are to command Bnei Israel that they are to bring you pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause a lamp to burn continually. In the tent of meeting, outside the curtain which is before the testimony, Aharon and his sons will set it in order to burn from evening to morning before the Lord. It will be a statute forever throughout their generations on behalf of Bnei Israel. Bring your brother Aaron near with his sons from among Bnei Israel so that they may minister to me as Kohanim, Aaron and his sons Nadav and Avihu, Elazar and Itamar. You are to make holy garments for your brother Aaron for splendor and for beauty. You are to speak to all who are skilled, whom I have filled with the spirit of artistry, to make Aharon's garments for consecrating him, so that he may minister to me as a Kohen. These are the garments that they are to make, a breastplate, an ephod, a robe, a tunic of checkered work, a turban, and a sash. They are to make holy garments for your brother Aaron and his sons, so that he may minister to me as a Kohen. They are to use the gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine linen. They are to make the ephod of gold, blue, 
purple, scarlet, and finely twisted linen, the work of the skillful craftsman. It is to have two shoulder pieces stitched to the two ends so that it may be joined together. The skillfully woven band which is upon it, with which it is to be bound, is to be made like the design, and from the same piece of gold and blue, purple, scarlet, and finely twisted linen. You are to take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of Bnei Israel, six on their names on one stone and the names of the remaining six on the other stone, in the order of their birth. With the work of a gem cutter engraving a seal, etch the two stones in the order of the names of Bnei Israel. Make them enclosed in settings of gold. Fasten the two stones upon the shoulder pieces of the ephod to be memorial stones for Bnei Israel. So Aharon is to bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a reminder. That was Exodus 27 20 through 28 12. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and today we will read 2 Kings or Melachim Bet, chapter 3. Now Jehoram, Ahab's son, became king of Israel in Shomron in the 18th year of King Jehoshaphat of Yehuda, and he reigned 12 years. He did what was evil in the Lord's eyes, though not like his father and his mother, for he put away the pillar of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sins of Yarovam, the son of Nevat, who made Israel sin, not turning away from them. Now, King Mesha of Moab was a sheep breeder, and he used to render as tribute to the king of Israel the wool of a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams. But when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Jeroham marched out from Shomron at that time and mustered all Israel. Then he sent word to King Jehoshaphat of Yehuda, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you march with me against Moab to battle? Jehoshaphat replied, I will march. I am as you are my people as your people, my horses as your horses. And he added, By which route will we go up? He answered, The route of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel, the king of Yehuda, and the king of Edom marched. They kept circling round about for seven days, but there was no water for the army or for the animals that followed them. Ah, the king of Israel cried, The Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? One of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Elisha, son of Saphat, who used to pour water on the hands of Eliyahu, is here. Jehoshaphat replied, 
The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom went down to him. But Elisha said to the king of Israel, What do I have to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and to the prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel said to him, For has the Lord brought these three kings together only to deliver them into the hand of Moab? Elisha said, As the Lord Svaot lives, before whom I stand, were it not that I respect the presence of King Jehoshaphat of Yehuda, I would not look at you or even see you. Now bring me a musician. Now as the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of trenches. For thus says the Lord, You will not see wind, nor will you see rain. Yet this valley will be filled with water. So you will drink, both you and your cattle and your animals. Yet this is an easy thing in the Lord's eyes, for he will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Then you must strike every fortified city and every major town, cut down every good tree, stop up all the springs of water, and ruin every good field with stones. Then it came to pass in the morning, about the time of offering up the sacrifice, behold, water was flowing from the direction of Edom, so that the water covered the land. Meanwhile, the Moabites heard that the kings had marched to fight against them. So they gathered themselves together, all that were able to put on armor and older, and stood at the border. When they rose up early in the morning, and the sun was shining upon the water, the Moabites saw the water from a distance, as red as blood. So they said, This is blood. The kings have surely clashed swords and slain each other. Now to the spoil, Moab. But when they came near Israel's camp, the Israelites rose up and struck the Moabites, who fled before them. Then they invaded, slaughtering the Moabites. They destroyed the cities. Also each man threw his stone onto every good field and covered it. They stopped up all the springs of water and cut down all the good trees until nothing was left except Kir HaResheth with the stones of its wall. However, the slingers encircled it and struck it down. When the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him seven hundred swordsmen to break through to the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his firstborn son, who should have become king in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering on the wall. And there was great wrath against Israel that they withdrew from him and returned to their own land. That was Second Kings chapter 3. Now from our portion from the writings, we will read Psalm 116 and 117. I love the Lord, for he hears my voice, my cries. Because he has turned his ear to me, 
I will call on him all my days. The ropes of death entangled me, and the torments of Sheol found me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Lord, save my soul. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Yes, our God is compassionate. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the lands of the living. I trusted even when I said, I am very afflicted, even when I said in my haste, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his bounties to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his Kedushim. O Lord, surely I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my bonds. To you I will offer a sacrifice of praise and will call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Yerushalayim. Hallelujah. That was Psalm 116. Now we will read Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you peoples. For great is his loving kindness toward us, and, and the Lord's truth endures forever. Hallelujah. Our last portion, our Scripture reading from the Apostolic Writings will today be John or Yohanan chapter 9. As Yeshua was passing by, he saw a man who had been blind since birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Yeshua answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. This happened so that the works of God might be brought to light in him. We must do the work of the one who sent me, so long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground, made mud with his saliva, and spread the mud on the blind man's eyes. He told him, Go, wash in the pool of Shiloh, which is translated sent. So he went away, washed, and came back seeing. Therefore his neighbors and those who had seen him as a beggar kept saying, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? This is the one, some said. No, but it looks like him, said others. But the man himself kept saying, I am. So they asked him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, 
The man who is called Yeshua made mud, rubbed it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Shiloam and wash. So I went away and washed, and then I received my sight. Where is he? they asked him. I don't know, he said. They bring to the Pharisees the man who once was blind. Now the day was Shabbat when Yeshua made the mud and opened the man's eyes. So again the Pharisees were asking him how he received his sight. He responded, He put mud on my eyes and I washed, and I see. So some of the Pharisees began saying, This man isn't from God because he doesn't keep Shabbat. But others were saying, How can a sinner perform such signs? So there was a split among them. Again they said to the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, He's a prophet. So the Judean leaders didn't believe that he had been, been blind and received his sight until they called his parents. They questioned them, Is this your son whom you say was born blind? Then how does he see now? Then his parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We don't know how he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's old enough. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Judean leaders. For the Judean leaders had already agreed that anyone who professed Yeshua to be the Mashiach would be thrown out of the synagogue. That's why his parents said, He is old enough, ask him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. The man replied, I don't know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know is that I was blind, but now I see. So they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I told you already, and you didn't listen, the man responded. What? Do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They railed at him and said, You are a disciple of that one, but we are disciples of Moshe. We know that God has spoken to Moshe, but as for this fellow, we don't know where he is from. The man replied to them, That's amazing. You don't know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone fears him and does his will, he hears this one. Since the beginning of the world, no one has ever heard that anyone has opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't do anything. They replied to him, You were born completely in sin, and you're teaching us? And they threw him out. Yeshua heard that they had thrown him out. Finding him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Yeshua said, You have seen him. He is the one speaking with you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. 
Yeshua said, For judgment I came into this world, so that those who don't see may see, and the ones who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, We're not blind too, are we? Yeshua said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see. So your sin remains. That was John or Yohanan chapter 9. Now, if you're reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read Titus chapter 2 today. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you will have a wonderful, blessed new week. A Shavua Tov and Shalom and blessings from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.